Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. We are grateful. We thank you, Lord, for tonight. We thank you, Father, for making way for us to be here. Father, there may be many things that could have prevented us from coming here, such as accidents, such as illnesses. Father, there will be many things that could have caused us not to be here. Therefore, Lord, we do not take it for granted that we are here tonight. We pray, Lord, that you give us of your spirit to guide us and to lead us in tonight's service in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap for Jesus and you may be seated. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Well, tonight I want to share something very simple. I think we've been praying about all of these things. How many of you are enjoying the book? It's a very powerful book. Very powerful book. Steps to the anointing. Steps to the anointing. Tonight I want to share from chapter 6. Steps to the anointing in the house of Cornelius. Steps steps to the anointing in the house of Cornelius. Acts chapter 10 and verse 1. Acts chapter 10 and verse 1. Steps to the anointing in the house of Cornelius. It says, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. A devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He prayed to God sometimes. He prayed to God whenever he's in trouble. He prayed to God when he needed a husband, when he needed a wife. He prayed to God when he was going for an interview. He prayed to God when he received the bad news that his father was sick, that his mother was sick. The Bible says he prayed to God always, always. He saw a vision, evidently, about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming in to him and saying unto him, Cornelius, and when he looked on him, he was afraid. Hallelujah. Hey, how many of you want angels to visit us? You want angels to visit you? <laughs> Angelic visitation. You want an angel to visit you? <laughs> but I tell you, when the angel comes, you'll be afraid. <laughs> you want angelic visitation. But when the angel comes, you'll run away. You'll leave the angel in your bedroom. In fact, you will not go back to the house. You tell your landlord, I'm moving out. Some spirits live here. You have been praying for angels. You say, something is in your house. Has anybody ever complained that there's something in this house? That is why nobody wants to live in this apartment. I am moving out. Meanwhile, you are praying every day that you want angels to visit you. But the Bible says he saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour, of the day, an angel of God coming in to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? You are, you are calling the Lord all the time. The Bible says he's always praying. He's praying always. And you are calling on the Lord, calling on the Lord. Today the Lord has come and he's calling on you called your name Cornelius. 
What is it? What do you want from me? Hey! Wow! You have been praying and praying. And the angel come. Kemi! What? What? You are shaking. Wow! Wow! Isn't that amazing? Wow! What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine arms are come up for a memorial before God. Thy prayers and thine arms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. Call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He says, thy prayers and thy arms are come up for a memorial before God. Your prayers and your arms, they have come up for a memorial before God. Now, arms means money or food that is given to the poor. Arms is money or food that is given to the poor, specifically to the poor. It could be anything. You could build a house for the poor. You could give clothes to the poor. You are giving arms. The Bible says, your prayers and thine arms are come up for a memorial. Now when we talk about memorial, I look in the dictionary, a memorial is something, especially a structure, established to remind people of a person or event. Do you understand? A memorial is something, especially a structure, which is established to remind people of a person or event. Example, a monument. Do you see? When we build a monument, our monument is built to serve as a memorial to people so that we don't ever forget them. Do you understand? When we build monuments, they are supposed to be a memorial and they are never intended to be destroyed. They build them with such material that is supposed to last for generations. Isn't that so? Have you seen a monument that is built with sand? Can you build a memorial or a monument at the beach? In the sand? No. It will be destroyed. But a memorial that is built for centuries or for, to last is built with substance that stays. Substance that lasts. Amen. And he says, thy prayers and thine arms are come up to establish a monument as a memorial before God. Now, this heavenly monument, this heavenly monument is built with special things. It's built with prayers and arms. Amen. Amen. I don't know about the connection. I don't know, and I'm not speculating about the connection between prayers and arms given. But when Cornelius combined the two, they drew heaven's attention. When Cornelius combined prayers with arms given, given to the poor, it triggers heaven. And it builds a memorial, a monument before God. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Not for one day. When you are building a memorial, you see, he gave, he gave arms to the poor and he was praying and it didn't come up before God for one day to get an answer. Do you understand? That, oh, I've heard this particular thing that you are praying about, so I will answer that one. But he says, it became a memorial. It became a monument before God. It became a memorial. It's a structure, a lasting structure before God. Hallelujah. It means Cornelius' children and his children's children 
from generation to come, generation to generation, they are going to benefit from this monument that is before God. When God looks at this monument, he'll remember Cornelius. He'll remember his children. It was not built for a season, for a week. Things that are built for memorial, they are not to last for a few years during Cornelius' lifetime. They are to last even when you are dead. When you die, they still want to remember. Do you understand? So there is something about a prayerful person who also gives. You are a prayer. You see, it's not just your prayers. Look at the scripture very well. It says, Thy prayers and thy arms are come up. They have risen. They are come up can mean they are risen or they have appeared before God. Or at the heavenly discussion table, your prayers and your arms, they came up. When we were dispatching, when we were about to dispatch angels at the heaven um, round table, your prayers and your arms came up. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? And it became a memorial. It didn't come up for the season. It didn't say, the Lord remembered your prayers and your giving, But it says it came up as a memorial. It came up to build a monument before God. Amen. Amen. That your prayers and your arms giving combined. Hallelujah. Amen. There are some of you, I believe, who are enjoying certain blessings today. You are enjoying certain blessings today. Certain good things are happening to you because of certain prayers and arms giving that some ancestor combined and it has brought a blessing from generation to generation which you are enjoying today. Because some of you, when we look at how chisel you are, some of you are very chisel. Very chisel. Difficult to give. Difficult to give. It's not a blessing. And if we look at how you are with your giving, the way you are with your giving, no good things should happen to you. No blessings should come to you. But you are enjoying certain blessings because certain memorial is before God concerning someone who gave alms and was praying. Built up a memorial before you. Amen. Because you realize that you don't deserve it. Do you understand what I'm sharing? This is one of the reasons why some people, they are not even faithful with their tithe. But you see, things are happening for them. Things are happening and they, they say, ah, even me, I don't, I'm not so... You, you know yourself, you understand? You know yourself that you are not faithful with your tithe. Then you say, this thing that you are telling, they are talking about, look, I don't... But look, all these things are happening for me. Mercy on you. Mercy. You see, such a person, maybe you have escaped. But there are some of us. Maybe we didn't have some ancestors before us or our fathers did not give certain arms and prayers together and such memorial have not been built for us. But we need that memorial. We need to have such memorial. Amen. It says, thy prayers and thy arms given, they have come up before God as a memorial. And because of that, he says, and now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. Hallelujah. And then if you jump to verse 30, verse 30, he says, and Cornelius said, so when Cornelius received this vision, he calls, he calls his servants and send them to Joppa to meet with Peter. And in the meantime, the Lord has also visited Peter in a vision so that his heart is prepared to welcome the people that Cornelius has sent and he's going to go with them. So Peter also received these people and he came with them to Cornelius' house. And go back to verse 29. Verse 29. And he says, or verse 28. He says, and Paul, oh, are you trying to? (laughs) 10 verse 28, chapter 10 and verse 28. 
And he said unto them, Ye know how that it is, an, it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one of another nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. You see, in the eyes of man, Cornelius did not qualify for the anointing. Do you understand? Cornelius did not qualify for the anointing. Peter was an anointed man of God. Do you understand? He was an anointed man of God. And he did not know, he did not even understand that God can anoint someone who, is, who does not qualify, but because of his arms given, because of his arms given, combined with prayers, he qualifies. Peter did not know that. Do you understand? And I'm telling you that you too, the way you are, God can overlook that. And because of your arms given and your prayers, because of your ability to give to the poor, because of your ability, how easily you can support healing Jesus, that yes, they will take the gospel to the poor. Because of that, because of that, God will send an angel to visit you. So he says, you know that it's unlawful. That is, they have made a law that you don't qualify for me even as a pastor to come to your house. But because of your alms giving and your prayers, God has sent me to you. He said, God has shown me that I should not call any man uncommon or unclean. Verse 29, therefore came I unto you without gainsaying. As soon as I was sent for, I asked therefore for what intent ye have sent for me. You see, these are things that you as a Christian, you have to understand. You see, you would think that, oh, if, God has, if this is a real man of God and God has given me such a great vision, then God he should have seen the vision. He should know. Do you understand? You should know. If an angel came to me and an angel has really sent you to me, then you should know. But Peter came and he says, I don't know, but tell me what intent you have sent for me. Because God also did not tell Peter why you are going. He just said, go. They will come and send for you. Go. Do you understand? That is why Paul says, we also see through glass dimly. Amen. The next verse, he says, and Cornelius said, four days ago, I was fasting until this hour. You see, that is why King Nebuchadnezzar, he was unreasonable that you have a dream and then you ask people to tell you the dream that you yourself, you don't even remember. Very unreasonable, wicked man. He says, Cornelius said, four days ago, I was fasting until this hour and at the night hour, I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing. As you are fasting this week and you are praying in your own home, in your bedroom, not on a prayer line, not in a group, privately you alone praying, may a man in a bright clothing stand by you. Fasting and praying. He says, I was fasting until this hour and at the ninth hour I prayed. In my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, and thine arms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Hallelujah! Thy prayers and thine arms, he says, thy prayers, thy thy prayers is heard, and thine arms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Now, I want you to take note of this. If you go back to, you let's read this. This is what Cornelius said. This is what Cornelius is relating. This is what Cornelius, in his mind, heard what the angel said. He says, the angel said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, and thine arms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Is that what the angel said? Let's go back to what the angel said. The angel said, he says, and when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, 
What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, this is the angel. The angel said unto him, thy prayers and thine arms are come up. Thy prayers and thine arms are come up as for a memorial before God. Now that is what I want you to see. That it is the combination of your prayer and your arms that triggered the heavenly angel's visit. Not that your prayer was, se- was heard separately and then your arms suddenly God remembered. But you have become someone who gives and you are a prayerful person. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Go back to where we were reading. What was it? Verse 30 what? Verse 30. And Cornelius said, four days ago I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour, I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing, and said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, and thine arms are hard in remembrance in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa, and call hither Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodged in the house of one Simon, a tanner, by the seaside, who, when he cometh, shall speak unto thee. Amen. Immediately, therefore, I sent to thee, and thou hast well done, that thou art come. This is the reason why I sent for thee. And so Peter also came, and he began to minister to him for what he knows. All he knows is that if I have a chance now, and God has sent me to you, then I will share with you my experience. Do you understand? Because this was what was commissioned to them. So verse 44, he says, while Peter yet spake. So Peter just ministered to him about their experience with Christ and how that Christ was crucified and how that he rose again on the third day. Isn't that what we have been sharing with you all along? So the Bible says, verse 44, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. The Holy Ghost fell on all them which were laid hands on, which were anointed with oil, which heard the word, which heard the word. Hallelujah. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished. The believers who came with Peter, you see there were some Jews from Joppa who came with Peter. When Peter was coming, they accompanied him. Like when a man of God is going, he'll take some people with him. He took them with him. And they were called the believers. They were also astonished. As many as came with Peter. Because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. They had never seen some before. That upon the Gentiles now, the Holy Ghost is falling. Wow. 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 For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter and said, verse 46. Give us verse 46 quick. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should, be, should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he com- commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then pray they him to tarry certain days. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So the first step here is giving offerings to God. Giving offerings to God. 10 verse 32, uh, verse 2, Acts 10 verse 2, it says, A devout man, a devout man means someone who is committed to God. Someone who is devoted. And one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people, and prayed to God all way. Pray to God all way. This week, may you be praying to God all way. So he says, the story of Cornelius is the story of a man who miraculously received the infilling of the Holy Spirit. He was selected from his town, Caesarea. He was selected from his town and anointed with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He was selected from his town. And the thing that qualified him to be selected is what he did. Giving. 
and being prayerful. Giving. Hallelujah. The passage of the book of Acts gives us a glimpse into the life of this special person who received the anointing. The first step in the progression of Cornelius' anointing was the fact that he gave to the Lord. He gave to the Lord. Hallelujah. He gave to the Lord. Arms. When we give arms, do we give to the Lord? Did he give, did God come to take the money from him or food from him? Eh? Did did we read that? That God came every morning to take food from Cornelius' house? No. But Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 17. It says, one who is gracious to a poor man lends to the Lord and he will repay him for his good deed. Hallelujah. He will repay him for his good deed. Beloved, if you are a person that is difficult to give, pray that you also have this deed. Amen. Amen. Because some of you, it's not your gift at all. This is a gift. And you have to pray for that. You see, some of you, it pains you when you give. You feel pain when you give. Because, you see, when you, even when you give to someone, you give to someone, right there, you are seeing your skirt and blouse going right there. Do you understand? You are seeing, oh, a pair of brassiere or something. I could have bought this. Do you understand? You see, so you think of this and you don't give. It is difficult because you see, you see, oh, even this thing is on sale. I could have bought it if it wasn't for. And it makes it difficult for you to give. Do you understand? It makes it difficult for you to give. Sometimes some of you, when we are collecting something in the church, you know, they say, oh, we all, are, we all have agreed to do this. That all the men have agreed that every month we are going to contribute this amount of money to help the church do this or do that, do that. It is so difficult for you to, it is so difficult for you to part, part with. Amen. Amen. But when the men say, oh, Valentine's Day, we are giving, you ask your wife, go to church. Today, go to church. Go, 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 go. They are giving. Go and claim your portion. Amen. The people who don't give, eh, they are the ones who take more. You see, let me tell you. People who don't give, look, they're giving. You see, you see, Pray that you will be at the end of the place where people give. Don't always be at the receiving end. It is a curse to always be receiving, receiving. Do you understand? Anyone who doesn't give, receives. You watch it. If you like, watch. Anyone who is difficult to give, he likes to receive. He likes to receive. Every time they ask, oh, they want to receive. I'm telling you. But it's not a blessing. I say it's not a blessing. Learn that gift. Being gracious to the poor was Cornelius' chance to give something to God. It's a chance to give something to God. You think that you are giving ordinarily to poor people, but you are giving to God directly. Directly. Hey, I want to give to God. I want to support healing Jesus so that I'm giving to God. That they will use my money to get some clothes or books or some medicine to give to the poor. I have given to God. And I'm very blessed. Say thy prayers and thine arms are come up for a memorial before God. As I am praying, as I am seeking the face of God, I want to add giving to it also. So that it will rise up to God as a memorial. Hallelujah. These prayers and acts of giving to the poor caught the attention of the Lord. It is not my theory that giving offerings catches the attention of God. The angel informed Cornelius that it was his arms, giving arms and prayer that arrested the attention of God. Dear friend, the anointing that you seek and the help that you desire can be acquired when you learn this great act of worship. Hallelujah. It is an act of worship. Amen. It's an act of worship. So learn it. Learn it. It's hard, but learn it. You don't have it now, but pray. Pray for that gift. Pray for that gift. Do you understand? Pray for that gift. 
Amen. The second step, it says giving offerings to the poor. That's the second step, giving offerings to the poor. A devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the poor and prayed to God always. Giving to the poor is a special form of giving that is precious to the Lord. Wow. You don't think that giving to that homeless man on the train is a special gift to God. And you see, you see his rudeness and his pride, the way he asked. And how that somebody gave him a quarter and he threw it at the person. And you are sitting in a corner, you saw him say, let him come. I was going to give him a dollar, but I would not even give him. You see, you are, it's not him you are giving to. Let him be rude. Let him use it to smoke. Let him use it to do whatever. But you, knowing a poor man and you are giving, you are giving to God. I say you are giving to God. You are giving to God. You are giving to God. And whenever you have that opportunity, seize it. Because an opportunity to give to God has been presented to you right there. An opportunity to give to God. Amen. Amen. Because I fought victim until I understood the scripture also. I said, ah, the guy, I just saw him smoking cigarettes and then he just dropped it down and then he came and then he's asking me for money. He's going to use it to smoke. I'm not going to give him. But now I understand that when I give to a poor man, I don't care what he's going to do with it. I am giving to God. I said, I'm giving to God. I am giving to God. Amen. I am giving to God. Hallelujah. I'm giving to God. So you can receive the anointing by caring for even your poor mother. Your poor mother, your poor father who is in a certain country that is hungry and you are caring for her or caring for him, sending him money or sending her money, you are giving to God. Hey, what a double blessing that I will feed my mother and then I will feed God also. I'm giving to God as I'm feeding my mother. I will be happy to do that. As I'm taking care of my younger brother who is not so, who is not so well to do of and is hungry, as I'm helping him feed himself or feed his family, I am really giving to God. Hey, I have fed him and I have given also to God. What a blessing. Put your hands together for the Lord. Wow. It's amazing. It's amazing. Are you being blessed? Matthew chapter 10 and verse 42. Look at that. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 42. And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple, verily, that means truly, I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. You will not lose your reward. You see, when you give to the poor, you think you have just given it. But Jesus is saying you shall in no wise, no wise, lose your reward. You shall never lose your reward. Amen. Amen. Never lose your reward. Five supernatural benefits of ministering to the poor. Quickly. Psalm 41, verse 1 to 3. It says, blessed is he that considereth the poor. That means if you consider the poor, you are blessed. You'll be blessed if you consider the poor. This is the word of God. Blessed is he that considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. Just giving to the poor, the Lord will deliver you. Just giving to the poor. Because you gave to the poor, somebody's car is coming to hit you and angels will stand in front of it and then they're, they're preventing it from hitting you because you give to the poor. Not that you did anything great, but you give to the poor. The Lord will deliver you. Hallelujah. As the Lord is giving you this gift of giving. Deliver him in times of trouble. The Lord will preserve you. The Lord will preserve you. Learn to give. Pray for that gift. The Lord will preserve you. And keep you. He says, and keep him alive. You'll be alive because of your giving to the poor. Hey! Wow! Just because you give to the poor, you are alive. Then I will give to the poor so that I'll be alive. Why not? It's too powerful. It's too powerful. And 
he shall be blessed upon the earth. You'll be blessed on this earth. Amen. It means you'll be blessed upon this earth. Amen. A blessed person is a person who is blessed. means that you will have abundance to give. When you are blessed, it means you have more than you need. That you can give to others. You will have a house where you can also bless people with houses. Amen. Amen. You will build for some poor people who say live there, live in the country where no one would have built for them. You will roof their house for them. So they will have a place to stay. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, when I understand these scriptures, you know, before, you see, the other day I was having a conversation with a brother and I said, you know, we send all this money to build all these houses here and then we are here. We don't live in them and some people are living in them. It's a blessing. I am being, I am alive. There's some poor people have a place to live. Do you understand? It's a blessing. You are caring for some poor people. Say the Lord will strengthen you. And says the Lord will deliver him unto the, he says, and Thou wilt not deliver him unto the will of his enemies because of your giving to the poor. Your, the will of your enemies, they will never prevail. Amen. Do you know that some people want your downfall? Yes. They will not prevail. And the Lord will strengthen him upon the bed of languishing. That means when you are upon the bed of languishing, the Lord will strengthen you. When on your, on your sick bed, the Lord will strengthen you. Amen. That is why tonight I'm confident that my brother that is on a sick bed, the Lord is strengthening him. Amen. Amen. The Lord is strengthening. That will make all his bed in his sickness. Wow. 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 We don't have a lot of time. There's this powerful scripture that I wanted to share with you. But we don't, I want us to pray for a few minutes for this great gift. It's a gift. Do you know that? It's a great gift. Hallelujah. In fact, let me just read it quickly with you and then you understand that it's a great gift. Second Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Even if we are not able to pray enough, you will use it to pray. Tomorrow, pray for this gift. God willing. Pray for this gift. Chapter 9, let's read from verse 10. Verse 10, quickly. NIV, so we wouldn't have to struggle too much. Thou and thou and thine. Now, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed. Amen. Amen. Now, when you begin to read this chapter from the, uh, the verses up, it talks about giving. Giving to the saints and meeting the needs of the saints. I mean, anyone who has needs means he's poor. Isn't that so? That you are giving to meet the person's needs. It means that the person needs your help. He says, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed. If you give, the Lord will supply your store of seed. If you are a sower, you give, you sow seeds into people's life, God will always give you seeds. God will always give you seeds. He says, he will increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Marasala. I want the Lord to enlarge my harvest of righteousness. Verse 11, he says, you will be made rich in every way. Wow! Pastor Emmanuel, isn't that wonderful? Gifty, Constance, you'll be made rich in every way. Every way. So that you can be generous in every occasion. That they say, oh, we are collecting this, you are generous. God will make that availability. Just beginning with the small that you can give. God will make, you see, you'll be generous in every occasion. They say, it's Mother's Day. We are giving. You are able to. You are generous. And then you see that people talk about this. People talk about this. They say, oh, as for this brother, when, when we are, any time you go to him, God will increase your store. That will fill your seed. He says, on every occasion, he says, you will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous. You can give. On every occasion, there's funeral, you are generous. There's somebody's wedding, you are generous. Somebody's birthday, you are, you are generous. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. That is the key. 
your generosity will restore in thanksgiving to God. Amen. 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 You see that people will say, oh, we, when we were collecting this, woman gave this, and that people, oh, God bless her. Hey! God bless her. And every occasion, as for you, every occasion, God bless her. But some people, every occasion, hey, this sister, hey, again, she couldn't give you this, again, she can't bring anything, again, she can't do this, hey! Every occasion, you, every occasion. So do you think God needs to restore your seed? Why should God restore your seed? Why? Why should God restore your seed? Every day you water. I'll bring, as for me, I can't cook. I'll bring water. I don't cook. I'll bring water. But you are the one who will eat more. You are a receiver. You are not a giver. And for one who is not a giver, God will not give you seed. God will not give you seed. I think some people are changing their minds right now. They are changing their minds. They are changing their minds. You are changing their minds. You see, some people feel they are, they are in a particular caliber. You know, that, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Look, in the work with God, it requires humility. It requires humility. Without humility, it's impossible to please God. If you are not humble, you will not receive any blessing from God. And if you feel you are too big to cook and bring, he says, every way, so that, he says, you will be made rich. Made rich. Say rich. Rich. I like that word. Say rich. Rich. You will be made rich. Look at your neighbor and say, you'll be made rich. On every occasion. Wow. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Thanksgiving to God. Thanksgiving to God. Wow. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but it is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Do you now understand why when you give to the poor, you are giving to God? You are giving to God. You are giving to God. Thank you. Amen. Amen. It says this. You don't like the scripture. <laughs> this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but it's also overflowing in many expressions of thanksgiving. Thanks to God. Verse 13. It says, because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, Men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. So because of your giving, they'll be praising God. They'll be praising God. They'll be praising God. And all the praises that they are praising God, they are building a memorial before God. They, are bring, they go down on their knees every day praising God for your generosity. If it wasn't for Brother Robert, oh, where would I have slept? If it wasn't for Brother um, Banson, what would I have eaten? If it wasn't for Uncle Caesar, what would I have worn? If it wasn't for Gina, what would I have eaten? And then going on their knees and praying, oh, Lord, thank you for Gina's life. Thank you, Lord, for bringing this sister in my life. Thank you, Lord. Hey! Bringing thanksgiving to the Lord for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. The next verse. And in their prayers, look at that. In their prayers for you, in their hearts, will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. They will pray for you. You see, they will not stop praying for you. They will not stop praying for you. There are some people, because of what you have built for them, that they have roof over their heads, every day that they wake up, they call your name. Whenever they say, Lord, they rise up and they are doing their quiet time, they are praying and they are thanking God for his provision, for food, clothing, and shelter, your name is up. Because the shelter is from you. The clothing is from you. The food is from you. And in their prayers for you, their, for you 
their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. And then the next verse, he says, Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. Today we are rising up as we are seeking the anointing for the Lord to give us this indescribable gift of giving so we can combine with our prayers that we shall receive the anointing of Cornelius. Stand to your feet and let us pray. Stand to your feet and let us pray. Lift up your voices and pray. As you speak, the Lord will hear. You say, Lord, it is difficult for me to give. Father, I don't have this gift of giving. I don't have this gift of Ramba, 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 Ramba,
Father, we are thankful and gracious. Amen. For this great gift. Amen. The gift of giving. Yes. Father, that we will combine our giving, giving to the poor. Amen. Giving to the needy. Amen. Father, giving to the needs of the saints. Amen. Supporting the needs of the saints. Yes. Father, may we have this gift in us. Amen. Father, may we add this gift to our gift of prayer. Amen. Father, that our prayers will be accompanied yes. with our giving. That they will rise up, oh Lord, before Amen. you as a memorial. Amen. Like Cornelius, oh God. Father, that which triggers angelic visitation, yes. that who comes at the round table yes. of the heavenly kingdom, yes. that who comes at the discussion table of the heavens. Oh, Father, you say your prayers and thy arms given, they have risen up as a memorial Amen. before God. Amen. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Give us this indescribable gift. Amen. Give us this unspeakable gift. Amen. It is a gift unspeakable. Yes. Father, we desire this gift. Amen. The gift of giving freely. Amen. The gift of giving without difficulty. Amen. The gift of giving with joy. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Tonight, Lord, we transform our position. Yes. From the receiving end. Yes. To the giving end. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Yes. We are members of givers. Amen. We belong to the group of givers. Amen. We are a part of the givers. Amen. We are a church of givers. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. As we combine these gifts with our prayers of yes. God, Amen. let it trigger angelic in our churches. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We thank you, Lord. Yes. We bless you. Jesus. We give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 With all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are here tonight. You are not born again. You've not given your life to Christ. You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. With all eyes closed and every head bowed, just lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Father, we thank you for the gift of salvation. Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? You want to receive salvation? We give you glory and we give you honor. We thank you for giving us your only begotten son to die for us, Lord. We are grateful and thankful in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you clap for Jesus as you take your seats? Are you blessed to We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com